Welcome back to Drinks After Work with your favorite Boston baddies. It's Shannon. It's Abby. It's Drinks After Work. Welcome back to episode 25. Ooh. If you're new here. Yeah, I know we're a quarter of the way there. To the way to where? I don't know. I always say like quarter of the way dead. Okay. Yes. I, I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, if you're new here, follow us on social media. It's at drinksafterwork underscore on Instagram, at drinksafterwork on TikTok. And we now have Twitter. Um, I can't promise you that there's good entertainment there, but follow in case the chance that there is. It's at D-A-W underscore podcast because everything else was taken. <laughs> I can't promise you you're gonna like anything that we tweet, but just follow it anyways, just just for the sake of it. Uh-huh. Okay, so we had a awesome weekend. Uh we had quite the busy weekend. Yeah. I'm actually like a little overtired because we did so much. I agree. And the fact that the, that we're drinking right now is just kind of um I feel like we're savages. It's like cool. Yeah, that's because I that's feel one like word for it. <laughs> we're on kind of a bender right now. This is like day four. The, at least I don't know if you drank yesterday at I did. dinner. I did too. Michael was like, Do we not get drinks at dinner? I was like, I need a drink to recover from all the drinking yeah. that I did this weekend. <laughs> Literally, this is day four of drinking and I don't know how and we don't condone drinking but we're just saying that it is day four it is day four so Um, bear with us so on friday we went to shine which is in connecticut Mm -hmm. um at foxwoods so 50 cent was there we went it was so fun like being in a club again was just so fun like it was magical it was magical can we reflect on the fact that our bottle girl was none other but than dana buetta our spray tan girl yes Oh my gosh, remember when she put down, so um, if you guys listened a few weeks ago, we were both like talking about how we had spray tans and we were obsessed with the girl that did our spray tans, Dana. She's like honestly an angel and she's like the prettiest person I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So we get to Shrine, we get our table and coincidentally she comes down, puts the bottle and I look at her and I was like, oh my goodness. And we like jumped on her. We were like, oh my God, it's you. Like of all like the people there, we got her as our bottle girl. Like we knew that she was a bottle girl pre-COVID, but like what are the odds that she was? But so yeah, follow her. It's at House of Glow Dolls and at Dana Buetta uh, is her Instagram. So follow her. It was a good time. It was good to see her. But you know, it was nice to see 50 Cent for all of uh, five seconds. (laughs) Cause you know, those celebrities, they, it's not a concert. It's an appearance. It is an appearance. I I feel like the worst that's ever happened to me because at least Fifty Cent I think he sang what like three or four songs. I was in the bathroom the entire performance, <laughs> so if that tells you anything about how long he was on stage for, I missed the entire performance. Right, so I'm kind of upset. He he did a little bit of performing, but I remember when I went to um, Marquee in New York City, mm-hmm. um, French Montana was supposed to be there, and he like shows up. Like, he was, like, smoking, I'm pretty sure smoking marijuana, like, at the club. Didn't say a word. Just sat there the whole night smoking. And I was like, okay, like, why did I spend money to come to this? I feel like that happens, like, so much. Yes, that's a common thing, and I think it's bullshit. But 50 was actually, like, he was good. Like, um, like, he... I went now. I like when when he did um he sang many men and I was I was on cloud nine. Anyways, it was fun. It was, it was a good night. but the party didn't stop there because Saturday was also. We honestly might have went as well been at a club. It felt like we were at a club Saturday night. Yeah, so it was Michael's birthday, which last weekend was also his birthday, but I guess he gets two weekends because that's mm-hmm. that's what happens. Um, so we threw him a surprise party at Nima and Seaport. And, like, a bunch of our friends went, and we came up with this, like, big elaborate thing, which kind of, like, 
unraveled at the end but it's okay because he was surprised like he got like a little teary-eyed it was super cute and we kind of like partied on the rooftop but it was like a it felt like we were like at like a rooftop club when we were up there it was it so did. fun there was a dj like literally live in the flesh like mm-hmm. bumping music like everyone and their mom was there i don't know it was just very strange but <laughs> so i guess moral of the story you try to become friends with someone that lives in that building so you can go up there every weekend yeah honestly though i don't i don't think you need to know anyone that lives there i feel like you could honestly walk in because you don't really need a fob to get into the elevator <laughs> pro tip <laughs> pro tip just don't, the, don't tell anyone we told you guys that. Just go to the 21st floor. Thank me later. Thank me later. I love that uh, it's the 21st floor, too. I know. Yeah, what? Okay, and then Sunday, as if we couldn't just stop drinking or hanging out with each other, we I landed at Shannon and Michael's apartment again Sunday mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. and we both went to the dinner in the North End, but we did not go to the same place. That was sketchy because... <laughs> I you texted me and you were like, "Hey, I'm going to dinner tonight in the North End at 7 p.m." and I was like, "I'm going to dinner tonight in the in the North End." And that's right after me and Michael plan a trip to Chicago and you and Mystery Man Played a trip to Chicago and we're both staying at the same hotel and didn't tell each other. I Creepy. Know, I, like I feel that. like you're stalking me. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like you're stalking me? I mean, I told you about the <laughs> Chicago trip first, so I'm going to go with you're stalking me, but okay. I just think we hang out a lot. Jury's and, out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> anyways, <laughs> something happened on the walk. So even, so I went to um, Shannon's apartment with Mr. Man Sunday afternoon just to like prep for today before we went out to dinner and so because we had the same time dinner reservation in the North End, we ended up walking to the North End together and something happened on mm. the walk that yes. made my night. <laughs> We're walking and we see a group of like men and they're smiling at us like like grinning from ear to ear, like awkwardly, awkwardly smiling at us. And um, Michael is like that group of guys keeps smiling at us. And it wasn't like they were checking me and Abby out because we were like blatantly with our boyfriends. Like they were. Mm-hmm. And also we were like recovering off like a, you know, a pretty bad hangover. Like there was nothing to look at. Right. Like we, <laughs> we were not in our best form. No. So Michael was like, why are, why do those guys keep looking at us? And I'm oblivious. So I was like, Michael, like shut up. Like they're not looking at us, whatever. And then they kept like smiling and they like took their cameras out and were like trying to take pictures of us. And all of a sudden I, we hear one of the guys be like, is that El Prez? And Michael was like, what did you just say? And that guy was like, that's Dave Portnoy. Like, you got, like that's Dave Portnoy. And they're talking about mystery man. <laughs> and Abby just got this like biggest smile on her face because that's like her like she literally started dating this guy because he looks like Dave Portnoy. So we were like crying. I mean, that's not the only reason, but the main, the main Mr. Reason. Man does look like a younger. Like, uh, so I ended up DMing Dave Portnoy. So if you guys listened to last week's episode, you would know that I can die happy now because after a year of DMing him, he finally answered. Mm-hmm. He only Beautiful. answered, though, because I was talking about Silvana. But I did end up DMing Dave Portnoy again Sunday night. And I said, um, just so you know, you have a 27-year-old doppelganger in Boston. Um, we and just he happens got, to be my boyfriend. <laughs> and he happens to be my boyfriend. We just got stopped on the street. He read it. He didn't answer, but he read it. So that made me happy. But, um, yeah, it was just wild. I mean, it was a good weekend. Yeah, all in all, great end to the weekend. But more importantly, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can tell we have a guest in the studio. We've been teasing this. Um, So we have someone super special in tonight. Um, She is someone that we've been following and watching on YouTube for years now. Um, She is not only probably, like, the most, like, aesthetically pleasing, like, 
coolest person. She does a lot of like the daily vlogs and everything, but she's also an absolute fashion icon. If you live in the Boston area and you haven't heard of her, you're probably living under a rock, but um, <laughs> we'd love to introduce uh, Maggie McDonald, Maggie McDonald, who we have in the studio tonight. Hello. Hey. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming on. We're so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> we just grabbed drinks with Maggie before this um, because we were like, okay, we have to get to know you so that we can like break the ice before we record. And it was honestly so fun. And when we got here, uh, Maggie Maggie looked at me and she was like, Shannon, I forgot we have to like record a podcast now. She was like, I thought we were just like grabbing drinks and hanging out. And I was like, oh, like that'd be fun. And was going to leave. And I was like, no, we have to record. <laughs> yeah. Like we actually have something to do now. So. We have business to take <laughs> care of. We have a lot of people that are waiting to hear from you, but let's first start off. So I'm sure a majority of our listeners um, already know who you are. I'm sure a majority of them came from you, but for the ones that didn't introduce yourself, tell the, tell the Boston baddies who you are, what you do, where you're from. Mm -hmm. Inside scoop. What's your name? What's your sign? What's your birthday? What's your favorite <laughs> so, drink after work? My name is Maggie McDonald. I am a YouTuber. I post vlogs kind of of my life, just like what I think is really chill. I just show what I like. I like working out. I like eating healthy, obviously my routines. So I kind of just show that and live in Boston. That's what I do. I'm 24 years old and I am born and raised in Massachusetts. I'm from Cape Cod, so... We love that. Amazing. And we were saying before we started recording that, you know, the Boston, I don't know what you want to call it, influencer community, vlog community is very small. So Maggie is the it girl. If you guys are into YouTube, you probably know who she is. And she's kind of, I mean, I've been watching you since 2018, since I moved to Boston and pretty much everything. I feel like you're, you're just like a breath of fresh air. I feel like there are influencers who like, don't really care about like the products that they promote and they'll just do anything for a buck. But like mm -hmm. you are just like the cover girl for like healthy lifestyle fashion. You know, I go, I go to Maggie for, you know, a good outfit, a good nail inspo. Mm -hmm. um, I, leave, I leave her videos. <laughs> yes. <many looks. laughs> I leave, I leave your videos and I'm like, damn, I need to get my shit together. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> like, if you guys are looking for inspiration to just, you know, live a, a balanced, healthy lifestyle that is, you know, healthy eating, look good while you do it, have good, healthy habits, Maggie's your girl, because her whole aesthetic vibe, style, everything is just goals. Mm-hmm. And we're not just even hyping you up because you're our guest. Like, we're hyping you up behind the scenes. Yes. Like, goals. Yes, absolutely. Goals. Um, yeah, so we're so pumped to have you on today. Obviously, you've launched an extremely successful YouTube career. I think you're at, like, 330,000 subscribers on YouTube, um, which is obviously unreal. So I think we wanted to hear a little bit about, like, if you could explain your journey. So, like, how it started, how it began, and kind of how you get to this point. Yeah, it has been four years now since I first started and I had known since I was little that this has been something that I wanted to do forever. I just knew that I never wanted to go down like the traditional path and I had always watched YouTube and I knew that that was something I wanted to do. I used to be on Tumblr back in the day and I would post. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I would like post pictures of myself and like my friends and my outfits. And I gained a mini following on Tumblr 
and I would get hundreds of questions every day from people asking outfit advice and advice about like health and fitness and stuff like that. And it just got to the point where it was too much for me. And I was like, I need to do something about this. Like I, I want to be able to talk about this instead of sit behind a computer screen and just like type all day. So that's when I decided to start my YouTube channel. I actually didn't know you started on Tumblr. Yeah. You were like a Tumblr girl. Seventh grade. I was like hiding in my bedroom away from my parents. Like they would never let me make a Tumblr ever, but I (laughs) had my little laptop and I like secretly made a Tumblr and that's where it all started. So then I made my YouTube channel and from there I just started posting videos and I never really knew like what I wanted to show, but I just knew that I wanted to do it. So I started, I just started, I started posting and then just never stopped. And that's kind of how I got going. And that's the hardest part. The hardest part is starting. Yeah. I feel like it is. So obviously, um, I mean, not obviously because some people might not know, but these days you are really big into posting a lot about, like you said, health, fitness, lifestyle, trends, outfits, everything like that. Um, When you first started, did you kind of know it was going to go that direction or how did you kind of establish your aesthetic and your vibe yeah I knew it was gonna go in that direction from the beginning I if you go back to my channel like in the first videos I posted I would do like I my first video was a vlog in Boston for my friend's birthday and so I showed what we did we went out to dinner I showed my outfit all that stuff and then my next couple videos I did I think I made like an acai bowl and did like a tutorial or something and I was like cooking on my channel showing my friend, showing what I was doing. And also I did, I think like a workout routine and it was basically just like what I loved. I would do a specific video for that, but it then got to the point where I would just start doing daily vlogs because that's what people like to see the most. And I'll basically start recording from the moment I wake up in the morning and then all the way till I go to bed at night and just show everything I do during the day. And it's super natural and just like truly what I'm doing that day. I never do anything to show it online. Mm, uh, that's okay. something I really believe in. It like makes me cringe to like create content just to create it. Like I really am about like living in the moment and doing like what's authentic to me. I always want to be authentic to myself. So it evolved into that and Now I just do my daily vlogs. I just vlog what I do in Boston. I show like my friends, I show my routines, my workouts, what I eat and people love it. So I just do it because I've gotten a good response and that's what works. So yeah, that's amazing. Um, so with like posting, um, you know, like all like the vlogs and like the, the videos that you do, what is the... Was there like a moment, because you said you started at your friend's birthday, right? Mm-hmm. And what was it about that night that you were like, okay, I'm just going to pick up my camera and just vlog this night. Like, did you plan that out? No, I actually filmed on my phone. I didn't oh, even have a camera. So love that. I was like, I need to start. I want to start. And I just didn't really think much about it. I was just like, this is a fun weekend. It's my best friend's birthday. We're staying in a hotel in Boston. Like I was coming to the city. It was this whole thing. And I was like, I'm going to film it all on my phone and then I'm just going to edit it and upload it. And it'll be my first YouTube video. It'll be super cool. Like I'll put some cool music in the background and just like show what we do. And then ended up being my first video ever. I love that. What do you think that, because you, I feel like people don't realize how hard and like to 
300,000 subscribers on YouTube is an insane amount. And I feel like people don't realize how hard it is to grow a following on YouTube. Because you see, like, influencers or celebrities who, you know, they'll have, like, let's say a million followers on Instagram. But then on YouTube, they have, like, only a small, small fraction of that. What do you think that you did definitely to gain such a large audience? Mm. I... I don't really know exactly, but I just feel like I've always been myself. And I can honestly say that like in all my videos, I am myself and I just always am mindful of like being authentic and not doing things just to show it on social media. Like I also realized that that's not social media is not real life Mm -hmm. and I don't want to just be creating stuff. So people are like, I don't want it to be like, look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing. It's more of like, I want to take the things that I've learned and I want to be able to help other people because I really value being able to serve others. And if I'm not serving anybody, if I'm not helping anybody by what I do, what is that doing for the world? I want to make a difference. And so that's why like, I do what I do and why I show it the way that I do, Um But I also like that I can be authentic and show it in a way that's like not like too serious, but at the same time, like I'm being serious. Right. But yeah, it's not like fake at the same time. That makes so much sense. Um, Wait, is your love language acts of service? Because you were just saying, you're like, I love to serve others. um, I mean, for me, I feel like I've taken that test before. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my love language, I have like a little bit of everything. So it definitely is. Like I literally, I think I'm like, everything's almost equal to each other. But I just think like when I am following people and when I'm consuming the content, I know how valuable people's time is. And I know for me, at least when I'm looking at other people's content, I want to be able to take something away from it. Mm -hmm. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. I follow like motivational people, people that are going to give me tips on how to like improve my life. And I just like to share like the ways that I make sure that I'm living my most authentic, like best life that I can with other people. I don't intentionally do it though, but it's just like, that's the response that I get. And it makes me so happy that that is a response because I just feel like I don't have to think too much about it. It's just super natural. And I feel like that's why it works because it's real. Right. Like people want to follow you because they're drawn to the fact that you're doing what is your actual life. Right. And I feel like people are kind of obsessed with like seeing like, okay, like this is what this person is actually doing day in and day out. Right. Cause you can see through like a person when they're, you know, they're putting on an act for the camera and they're putting on a fake persona. That's not, you know, you can see, you see right through it. And I feel like that's why people love you is because they know that this like how, and just from knowing you for the, I mean, before we started recording and getting drinks, like you are exactly the same on camera as you are off camera. Yeah, we were saying that. We Literally. were like, Maggie, you don't really have like a like a camera voice. And you were like, I don't. I was like, really? <laughs> no, like you are who you are on camera. And, and I feel like, I mean, you never know until you meet an, like an influencer yeah. or celebrity, but I feel like it's hard to believe. Like, I mean, you hear like horror stories about like certain celebrities that like they're an absolute terror in person <laughs> and that everything that they post online is just fake. But like with you, that's not the case. And I feel like it's easy for people to see through that. And that's why like your audiences, I feel like you have like a ride or die audience. Like they love you. They're there for you. I see them in the comments, like on all of your videos. And, and that's what puts you apart from other people. Yeah, and one hundred percent, I agree with that. Um, when you like look at, so it sounds like your like your biggest like t- 
bit of advice then is like you were just authentic with like who you were so you posted consistently and you you posted about things that you liked and that you knew about yeah um so what advice would you have for someone because I know like a lot of questions that we've been getting have been like you know I'm I want to put myself out there but I'm scared too and I want to start a YouTube or I want to start you know something but like how do I do it like what advice do you have to someone who's just starting out and like what they should do my biggest piece of advice would definitely be to be yourself mm-hmm. and to stay consistent. Staying consistent is so, so, so important because people, once they watch one or two videos of yours, like they want to keep coming back. And so just making sure that you're posting consistently, I would definitely do that first, but also being unique and just being yourself and not focusing too much on like what other people are doing because that person's already doing that. Like you need to be yourself. The thing about social media that people don't get is that like there's room for everybody. There's room for literally everybody and everyone's so different and you have something so different to offer than the other people that are doing what you're doing. So I just think you need to capitalize on that. Just being who you are and owning it. And that's going to show a lot more than doing what you think is going to work. That's never going to work because people are going to be like, you're just being like so-and-so because everyone on social media knows each other you know who other people are it's like you know oh well that person does that but now she's doing that but is she doing that just because they're doing it they're doing it Mm. just be yourself you're so right I feel like if you're doing something because you're like oh I feel like people will like this and it's not actually what you like eventually people are gonna realize that it shows it shows more than you know so just being yourself and being consistent like you'll be so much more successful and also doing it because it's what you love to do and not just doing it because like everyone else is doing it or you want to like make a career out of it. I just feel like being authentic and real will get you so much further than you realize. Like you really, it's not that complicated. It's really not. I feel like people overcomplicate it. Yeah. Like so they much. Do. <laughs> That's a good point. Cause I feel like, I feel like Shannon and I, we both, when we started this podcast, we both low-key wanted to do something like this, but we didn't have the balls to do it on our own. And then mm-hmm. when we vocalized to each other that this is something we wanted to do, we finally did it. But now you feel like everyone and their mom has a podcast during COVID. Like, mm-hmm. it was like that's like the trendy thing to do. But when like you're just like following a trend, it's not sustainable and it's not something long-term and ultimately right. it's going to die out. It's going to fizzle out because that's not your two your true passion. I mean, I wanted to be on YouTube since I was a little girl and it took meeting Shannon to finally kick my butt into gear, but here we are. And I think that's so true. Like you have to be like, am I doing this? Cause I want to do it or because it's the trend. Right. Like that's so, so accurate. Um, do you, so, okay. So obviously you ended up doing it. Like you filmed that first video, right? Um, what do you think? I don't know. Cause I'm, I'm thinking back to like my younger self. Cause you said you were a sophomore in college when you first started filming videos? Yeah, my first video, I was uh, middle of my sophomore year. Okay, so kudos to you because I'm picturing myself as a sophomore in college. <laughs> no chance I would have done this. Yes, then. I would have been so scared. No especially chance. in like a school, because now it's like you're an adult, so you can be like, oh, screw off, it's none of your business. But especially in school, you're surrounded by like your peers all the time. And I feel like I'd be so anxious about like, well, what if this person thinks that I'm weird or what if this person thinks this or that or they're like making fun of me on the side? Like, how did you like overcome that feeling? Um, I mean, I just always knew like this is my life and you have one life to live. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to sit here and worry about what other people are thinking, 
I just never had that thought in my mind. Oh, that's and it's awesome. just ever, that's amazing. Like, it truly was the way that I was raised. My mom is like, like I give all the credit to my mom. I, ever since I was a little girl, had just been raised and she would told me I could basically do anything I wanted to do. She would always support me no matter what. If I told you guys before we even record this podcast, I was never big in like my academics. Not that I <laughs> wasn't grateful for my education, but it's just like I always felt like I was more, I liked things that were a little bit more creative, creative. than like book book stuff, you know, you couldn't fully express (laughs) yourself. Yeah. I couldn't express myself in school. My brother, on the other hand, so smart, like graduated like college and high school with over a 4.0. Like he's just naturally like that. But for me, I'm the complete opposite as him. Like I need to express myself more artistically in a different way. And my mom had always supported that ever since I was little. And she never tried to stifle my creativity and I would go to ballet classes before we started this podcast she sent me this picture actually and it was like all of these little girls at ballet just doing whatever the instructor told them to do like whatever pose and then at the end of the line there was this girl hanging on the ballet bar upside down like being like a crazy monkey and she was like this was always you like we had this um performance and it was like the end of the year performance for our class and for the performance you had to go out into the middle of the stage and tell the audience what type of flower you are every girl the first girl started she's like I'm a rose and then every girl wanted to follow along because that's what the first girl said so everyone was like I'm a rose I'm a rose and obviously the parents clapped their daughters were like three four years old and I went out there and I was like, I am a buttercup. And my mom always calls me her little buttercup because oh, so I just like said something different than everyone else. And it's just because of the way my mom brought me up. So I feel like that's why I had that mindset going into starting my YouTube channel, because that's something that I had always wanted to do. And I grew up like po- performing for my family at Christmas parties I would like put on shows and make my sister and my cousins like dress up in costumes and I would like (laughs) sing for everybody like I always wanted to be the center of attention so I just feel like if I ever let anybody get in the way of that and like let what they say affect the way that my life is gonna go I just could never let that happen and I feel like that is so so true because um I read somewhere the other day actually where someone was like when you give in to, and it's obviously sometimes it's hard, like easier said than done because I understand that like everyone deals with different things and sometimes it can be kind of like debilitating when you feel like, oh my gosh, what is this person thinking about me? But in the end of the day, it's true that if you're giving people so much power over your life that you like, you're not, that you're basing your decisions based off of like how other people feel about you, you're giving them so much power over your life. You know what I mean? Like it's your life and like they're the ones controlling it in a weird way. So I feel like that's, that's so true. Um, so what do you think your career path would have been if like YouTube wasn't a thing? Oh my God. My, I would have probably gone to college. Well, obviously I went to college. I graduated, but I would have graduated college and I would have started working in pharmaceuticals just like my dad did. That's what my dad wanted for me. And I know that that's a lot of people's parents, like they want you kind of like to go down the same path that they do my dad wanted that for me he was like when you graduate he was trying to set things up for me as, as a sophomore he's like Maggie you need to call this person and get your name in and blah 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 and like go to lunch and I'm like dad stop 
This is like what I, I want. literally can't. I would like ignore his text. Like, he would like email me at this point. I'm like, Dad, he would email. Let me. it go. <laughs> I would just like ignore it because I knew that that's like I had no interest. If I wanted to do it, I would have done it. But I just feel like that's what I would have been doing. I would have been a pharmaceutical rep. That's what my dad does, and he like goes to offices and talks to doctors about different medicines right. and stuff like that which and is like su- obviously such an impressive career yeah it just, like, no it is like it's not for me though yeah. my mom is like the been the most supportive that i've ever like, like the most like supportive so person i've ever had since the oh. beginning like she was the one who got me my camera when i was first starting she knew how bad i wanted to do it and the camera that you start out with like the vlogging camera that everyone starts with the canon g7x it's like six hundred dollars and i was just little college girl worked on cape cod at a restaurant like i had no money and i begged begged my parents my dad was like no you don't need that camera that's so much money blah 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 right my mom got it for me and she had just known that this is what i wanted to do for so long and she was supportive of me since day one and ever since I started like she had just always been there for me and has always always encouraged me you said like the coolest story about your mom um when we were getting drinks and it was about when like so you posted your first video in January of 2017 Mm -hmm. okay and then you waited like a few months because you were like, all right, that was just for fun. But then you told me this funny story about your mom and how she pushed you, right? Yeah. So I posted and I had posted like three, four or five videos between January and September. And I will never forget it. September 11th, 2017, I had just spent the day in Boston with my mom and my sister, Emma. My sister also does YouTube. But my mom, I would call her every weekend. Every Sunday, I'd be like, come pick me up at school. Yumi and Emma should go to Boston. We can get lunch. We'll go to Tate and you can take pictures of us. And she would do it. And she would always come to my college, pick me up. I'd get all dressed up. And we were in Boston for the whole day. We had so much fun. And on our way back to drop me off at school, she had said to me, Maggie, you haven't posted a lot on your YouTube channel. I bought you that really expensive camera. And where are the videos? And I was like, yeah, I know, mom, I know. I'm going Where's through. Where's the content? She's holding you <laughs> she accountable. Was holding me accountable. I'm like, mom, I know, like, the videos are coming. I'm so busy with school. She's like, no, you're not. Post. No, like, you're you not. need to post more. You make time for the things yeah, you care. Exactly. Yeah. So she was like, Maggie, I'm going to challenge you. She was like, I learned this in yoga school. She's like a yoga teacher. And she was like, once you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. She was like, I want you to make this up this 30-day challenge on your YouTube channel and post every day for 30 days and just post whatever you feel. And once you do it for 30 days, it'll become a habit. And I was like, okay. So I did it every day for 30 days. And then once the 30 days were up, I just continued. And then it turned into what it is now. Did you so. in, like initially get a following? Like when you were posting like for those 30 days, was there people that were just kind of discovering you? There yeah, were. that's where it started. Like okay. I remember within those 30 days, I hit 10,000 subscribers. Amazing. And within those 30 wow. days, like people from my school started to notice. And that's, um, I told you guys when we were getting drinks before, but I was at college my junior year. This was now my junior year, fall semester. And people were watching my videos on TV at pregames before we'd go to the bar and they were posting it on their Snapchat, like 20, 25 people sitting on couches around a big flat screen TV with me on the screen, like drinking and laughing at it. And that's truly what pushed me to keep doing it even more. Cause they because, were like, they, cause they were like trying to be mean. Yeah. They were like trying to make fun of you and they were like motivating you. And it's to like, like, I'm doing what I love 
what are you doing? You're making fun of me for doing what I love. And why would I stop doing it? You know, isn't it weird that in life, like if you're, if you go to school and become like a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, and you're pushing to do what you love, people are like, oh my God, that's so amical. That's amazing. But when you're, but when you're like trying to make it as like a content creator, people are like, oh my gosh, I make fun of that person. And it's like, well, what's the difference? Like I'm doing what I love. You know it's what I mean? Cause it's different. They're not used to it. And maybe like their insecurities come up because they would never feel comfortable doing it. So that's why they have to go after you for doing it because it's something that they would never even consider, which is sad. But at the same time, it's like you got to do you and they have to do them. But but that didn't slow you down. Like seeing people at pregames literally like laughing at your videos. Like there was no part of you that was like, no, it made me like want to post even more. Then then a couple weeks later, I was like, oh, it's my birth month, November. I'm like, I'm going to post every day in November because it's my birthday. And then I was just like kept on doing it because I was just so into it. I love that. (laughs) That's like the definition of haters. Haters are my motivators. I love that. (laughs) Literally. Um, But so I feel like people underestimate how much work it is being a YouTuber and being a content creator. Mm -hmm. So do you ever find it hard to find motivation to post and create? Because I feel like sometimes Shannon and I, we will finish, you know, we record once a week, but, and then we record sip and dip once a week. And it's like, after those two times of recording, we're like physically and emotionally, mentally drained. But I feel like as a YouTuber, you're just always constantly coming up with content. So do you find it hard to motivate yourself to turn on the camera or? Yeah, sometimes I do. But honestly, I feel like it's in the moments where I feel like I don't want to do it at all. That's where I have to kind of come through the most. And that's where I feel like my audience respects it the most. It's like the moments where I feel like I don't want to do this. My parents like went through a really bad divorce four years ago. And it was actually 2017, 2018. So like three years ago, right when my channel had like taken off, um, my parents were going through a divorce and I just felt like if I didn't have YouTube and I wasn't showing that side of me, like the hard things in life, the things that weren't the picture perfect moments, like my morning routine, having a green juice, going to my workout. Like I was showing myself like crying in front of the screen because like I was dealing with so much stuff at And also dealing with school, dealing with YouTube, dealing with family life. Like that's where I feel like I gained such a huge bond with my audience was like being honest. So I feel like definitely I take time off and I take time for myself to like recharge. But I don't hide those moments with my audience because I know that everyone goes through stuff. We're all human and people have struggles. And I feel like it's so important to talk about because not a lot of people show it on social media. They only kind of show the best parts. So true. No, that's, it's honestly so accurate what you're saying, because I feel like there are so many people out there that want to show the best sides. And if they're going through something hard, they might take a break, but then they won't like ever address it. And they're just like, okay, like that was it. And and now I'm back. But it was probably like so refreshing for people to be like, okay, like my parents went through a divorce too. And like, I went through these moments and like everything she's talking about, like I've felt and it's like validating. Like when you're like a viewer and you're watching someone and they're talking about like, situations they've dealt with or like real authentic things it's refreshing to be like oh my gosh like I'm not crazy like other people are going through this too so that must have been like a big it's like a big relatable content the relatable influencers that I find that I draw myself towards like if I can't somehow relate to you I'm not gonna watch you because it's just gonna make me feel like shit about myself because I'm like oh like they have this 
picture perfect life, which they don't, but that's yeah. all that they portray. Right. It's like, well, that's not accurate and that's not relatable because. And eventually you're going to like be mad because you're like, well, I, I can't watch this person anymore. Right. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to watch you live a picture perfect life because yeah. that's not real life. Exactly. Was that, has there ever been anything that like any content you put out there or like anything you've ever like put out there in general that like not that you regretted but that maybe you were like it wasn't really for me and I like pivoted from that point um not that I can think of off the top of my head I feel like everything that I've posted was kind of like real time so it's just been like what's been going on in my life and stuff like that. So there's never really been anything that like I regret and that I wish I didn't post. That's perfectly fine. That, that's yeah. amazing. It's true because I feel like every everything you do like will like get you in the step towards like where you are today. Yeah, completely. Um, okay, so how do you and you kinda answered this before with like the like whole party theme, even today. Like obviously you have such a big following that you're gonna get people who say negative things. How do you deal with that? Do you not read the comments at all or do you read them and just kind of like move on? Or I read everything. You read everything? Yeah, I like really believe in being super engaged with my audience. Like I want to know what they like. I want to know what they don't like. I read everything. If someone is going to say something negative, which this has taken me however many years I've been doing YouTube, four years to get to this point. It's not like I was always like this since the beginning, <laughs> but I just think about this might be a little bit like dark, but I think about like being older, like literally I'm talking like hundred years old, <laughs> like hundred years old on my deathbed and thinking about all that I could have done with my life. And if I were to let these people say negative things and trying to tear me down, get in the way of me living on the path that I'm supposed to live and like being completely authentic and living my true, like as my true self, I would regret it for the rest of my life. And I heard on a podcast once, Ed Milet, he's like my favorite podcaster ever, but he said he always pictures himself meeting, once he's died, meeting the person who he was supposed to become. And he's like, I'm terrified of meeting that person and being complete strangers. Mm. Because once you pass on to the other side, whatever you believe in, he's like, I firmly believe that you're going to be presented with the person you were supposed to become and either you're going to be complete strangers or you're going to be twins and be like it's nice to meet you here we are and so I think about that all the time and I'm like I, I like I just have to do this like this is what I want like to do I can never let anyone get in the way of it future self proud you want to make yeah. your future self proud of you mm-hmm. of current you that's amazing. That's a very interesting It's a healthy outlook. Yeah. Abby, like, wait, so we, we told this to Chance a few weeks ago when he was on, but, um, so like we posted a TikTok that like got like a bunch of comments and stuff and like most of them were positive. They were like, oh my God, like you guys are fun. Like whatever, we should grab drinks, all this stuff. But there was like a few people that commented and like... <laughs> just like you know the classic like oh like what are these dumb bimbos like doing or like these people are probably not even from boston or like screw you guys or whatever and there was some people that commented things and abby was like it was like three in the morning and abby like doesn't sleep so she was (laughs) she was sending me screenshots of their comments and there wasn't a lot of them but she was like i'm fuming right now like she was like she was like don't worry shannon when you wake up, they won't be here because like I blocked all these people. You don't need to worry about them. Like they won't hurt us anymore. And I was like, Abby, you can't block those comments. Like we have to have like a 
like a mixture of a little bit of yeah. both and what well i was well that's where i was gonna come in and say <laughs> for me i if you're gonna make a rude comment the first thing i'm doing is blocking you why would you i think about it from my point of view my perspective i would never go to someone's profile someone's video someone's picture whatever and comment something negative and say something rude about them like also another one of my favorite podcasters the skinny confidential she lauren everett or lauren bostick she said that she would never go into someone else's house and do something that was gonna like obviously disrespect it and like her platforms her podcast her instagram her youtube whatever that's her house. That's her area. Mm-hmm. Every time she gets a comment, she's like, I block and delete. And I really? do the same thing. I block. If you're going to make a rude comment, it's like, I block that. Cause it's like, I, I'm, I don't have anything. I do not have time for that. I am going to focus on the people who are supportive and who are making time out of their day to come to my YouTube channel, to come to my Instagram, to compliment me, to lift everyone else up right. in my community. This isn't about tearing each other down. So I just feel like if you're going to be negative, like there's no room for you here. Oh, interesting, okay. Shannon. So mm. maybe Abby was right then. Mm. I, oh, well, no. So my thing was, I was oh. like, hey, I'll take all the comments we can get, Abby. Like, <laughs> yeah. Shannon's like, no, he can't. Well, yeah, for comments. There's no. What is it? Thing. Your analytics or whatever they say. Your yeah. algorithm. The algorithm. 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 I know, but it comes to a point where it's like. Bye yeah. bye. You can't be being rude like if, that. If, if people I, see one hate comment, like if they want to hate, they'll see that one hate comment. They'll be like, and they'll oh, keep like, going. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, feed okay. off each other. Yeah. I didn't feed off each other. I didn't think of that. No, that is actually a good point. I didn't even account for that because in my mind, I was like, we shouldn't spend our time like obsessing over like the one or two people that are being mean to us because there's so many positive people out there. But I also get what you're saying, where it's like, well, we also don't have time for those people. So. Yeah, it's okay. like, why should I get they that. even be allowed to look at your stuff if they're just going to be rude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bye. And make, like, them, make them take time out of their day to make another fake account to come comment. <laughs> I know. Because it's like, now it's just wasting <laughs> their time, not yours. Too, though. It's always like user 2237700, like with no with no name and no face and nothing that, that are saying the meanest things. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I guess like aside from, you know, YouTube, like videos you're putting out there, content, everything like that. How do you think that being a content creator and like growing so much in the Boston area, like how has it affected, you know, your relationships with your friends, your family, everything like that? I feel like nothing's changed for me. That's amazing. With my friends and family, like all my friends I've been friends with since high school before I ever obviously started YouTube. So I just feel like they, they don't really think of me any different either. Like my best friend, Graydon, who if you watch my videos, he has been my best friend since I was maybe 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And he's been there with me through everything. And they all were there for me when I posted my first video and they saw the response I was getting. They also were there for me when people from our hometown were like saying stuff about me. It's just like they've never thought of me any different. They never were like, obviously friends with me because of what I do. So I feel like nothing changed. They also, when we hang out, like we don't even really talk about YouTube. Like I will vlog and show like what we're doing, but that's not our main focus when we're together. So I just feel like it's, it's like what I do, but it's like not like in our faces, like out there in the open and it hasn't really changed much. Um, but yeah, which I'm super grateful for. Like that no one like thinks of me differently that I do what I do and stuff like that. So everyone's super supportive. I love that. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Because I feel like there are a lot of people out there that are like, I found this success and now like there's, you know, some of the people like in my life, I have to kind of question whether or not they're there because they actually like me or not. Yeah, it can be hard sometimes to navigate through that and like find out who's being genuine and who's not. But I feel like, you know, you can pick up on the vibes. Oh, yeah. People's (laughs) energy. 100%. Hundred <laughs> percent. We were talking about super drinks. Abby was like, "I believe everyone's guilty until proven innocent." And she was like, "If anyone reaches out, I'm always like, are you reaching out because you like me?'" Or not? I'm like, "Did you reach out because our TikTok went viral? Because you generally care how I'm doing and you wonder how I am since I haven't talked to you since we graduated college, like I don't know, four years ago." So funny. Uh, I love that. That's like I feel like that's true though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, obviously there's like levels to everything because like we just kind of like got started, but you were saying though, you were like, um, obviously your, your core group of friends, you guys have been friends since high school and you were like, we weren't like the, like the it girls, like the like most popular girls in school, like the Regina Georges. Um, but you said like the people like in high school that like maybe you didn't know as much or like weren't as like close with, you're like sending them to like try to like reach out now. Yeah. And they'll try to like. I don't know. I feel like they also will ask my friend stuff and my friends will be like, oh, this person was like asking about this and that. And I'm like, what? I just feel like it's very random. It's like we were never really friends before. So in the back of my mind, like I don't think automatically, oh, like they're doing it because of like what I do. (laughs) It's just like they're probably interested and like I have no idea, but like we were never friends. So it's really not going to be anything I feel like if we're not if we weren't been friends before I don't know how we're gonna like automatically become friends now right there's just been too much time in between yeah and no communication since, so <laughs> it's also like reach out to me like directly like if someone right. were to like reach out to me like hey like you know you've been on my mind like I'm sorry for X, Y, and Z. I mean, I'd still probably be like, no, you're being fake. But I feel like that'd be better than like going to my friends and being like, what is she up to these days? Like, where did she get her blouse? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, you know the drill. Our presenting sponsor is none other than Manscaped. Manscaped. (laughs) Okay, guys, the clubs are opening up back in Boston. And don't be caught dead without being well groomed yes it's actually it's 2021 and if you are showing up to a club and you're not taking care of yourself literally don't step foot in the grand don't come we don't want to see you there we know you've been quarantined we know that you probably haven't been putting your you know landscaping as a first priority but those days are over and manscaped is going to help you get cleaned up Yes. So if you're a guy and your idea of taking care of yourself is using a bar of soap in the shower, uh, we're here to help you guys out. You're going to head over to manscaped.com. They have a wide variety of products. They have stuff for your nose hair. They have stuff for your hair down below. They have stuff for your ears, your face, your chest, your back, literally your your armpits. If that's what, you're, if that's what your vibe is, whatever you want, head over there and they will take care of you. Head to toe, any product that you would imagine, they're going to have it. Make sure you use code big night to get 20% off your order and free shipping free shipping is there anything better than free shipping i think not thank you manscaped and back to our regularly scheduled programming okay so i know like one of the things i've always admired about you so much is that you've been so open about like your mental health and like things you've been through so i guess like when you're going through like a period in your life where you're just like feeling like just either like down or like something's like not right how do you I guess, kind of give yourself the motivation to still like put content out there 
or do you like take some time off? I feel like I do a little bit of both. Okay. I definitely am not as into it as I would be if I weren't feeling that way. But also I do kind of want to talk about what I'm going through. Like if I'm having a bad day, like I know recently I've been dealing with some stuff and I've like talked about it on camera and I've even like cried on camera, not meaning to, but just like it's come out and I feel like I definitely have like found a balance between like keeping stuff private versus like showing it. And I do want to talk about what I'm going through because I know that everybody goes through things and I just feel like my life isn't perfect I go through a lot of stuff like whether I talk about it or not so I feel like I do talk about it but it's like I won't be as active as I normally would if I were going through things because I also think it's important to recognize like how I feel and to kind of process what I'm going through and give myself time to rest and like lay in bed and like do nothing and kind of take a break from social media because I think that's also important not just like forcing yourself to keep on going about your life like no I shouldn't be feeling this way I need to keep doing what I'm doing get up early at whatever time you get up do everything that's in your routine like I've learned to let myself feel the way that I feel and I think that that's super important because you can't just suppress your emotions. Like you really need to honor how you feel or else you're never going to move past it and grow from it. So true. Like if you just pretend like everything's okay, eventually it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. So Completely. true. You're right. I love that. I also like the weird aside, but like, I love what you just said about, um, like, no, like I have to get up and like do this and do that because, um, we were talking about this earlier, but my roommate Janine is actually the person that got me into your vlogs and she would always tell me, she'd be like, I watch this girl Maggie and she'll like get up at 7 a.m take a workout class make a green drink make like a healthy lunch go to blue bottle grab a coffee come back like do all this stuff and like clean her entire apartment do laundry color like coordinate her wardrobe and she's like and then all of a sudden I found myself doing the exact same things and I feel like that's like the thing that's like so motivating about watching vlogs like yours which I love but I also think that like you said, you're still a human being. Like you're not like a robot that can just do those things every single day. Like there are times when you're like, listen, like I'm going through shit. And like, maybe tonight I want to, maybe today I want to sleep until like 11 AM. Oh yeah. And that's okay. Like this morning, actually, I woke up with my dog Milo at seven. I brought him for a long walk, did our whole thing. I came home, I did my meditation and my journaling, like what I do every morning. And I was like, I could start my day at 7.45 and read and then get up and start breakfast, whatever. Do my emails, do my editing, do all the work I have to do. But I ended up falling back asleep to 10 o'clock because I was like, my body needs it. Like I'm getting my period in a few days and like whatever's happening with the planets right now is like messing with me. Like I've been dealing with a lot of personal things. It's just like I needed to sleep and I needed to honor my body. My body was saying like, Maggie, you need to rest. And so I listened. But then it's like when you get through it and when you rest and you listen to your body, like I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll feel so much better because I honored myself the day before. And then when I do the things that I normally do, like make my green juice, work out, all that stuff, it'll feel so much better that I hadn't just pushed the way that I was feeling aside. Because it wasn't like a force. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. Like when you're like PMSing and you're like, I need chocolate instead of like restricting yourself. It's like, no, just have the freaking chocolate because your body's like telling you that you need it. And like, Mm -hmm. that's so important. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people will just, they put themselves through misery for what? Like, just for, like, it's nice to have a routine, but, you know, you don't have to follow that routine every single day of Mm -hmm. your life. You got to live a little. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes we like to sleep in and you shouldn't feel guilty for that. Well, there is way more to Maggie than just her YouTube channel. And we posted on our story. If you guys had any questions that you wanted to submit and ask her, that we would. And you all came through. Yes. You guys had a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Um, Okay, so we are going to go through and we're going to have... I mean, we couldn't share all of them because it was a ton. So thank you guys for all the questions. Um, But we're going to share some of the main ones that we got. Um, Obviously, these are like asking. Some of these are like more personal than others. So Maggie, we're giving you a pass. If there is a question you don't feel comfortable answering, you can take a drink instead. And you can just be like, I don't, you don't have to say anything. Just take the drink and we'll move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Abigail, you're up. Okay. Well, let's, on the theme of a podcast, do you think you would ever start a podcast? If so, do you think you would start one with Emma? We had one person ask, are you and Emma going to start a podcast? A hundred percent. I have all the equipment. I just haven't done it. It, This has been in the works since like pre-COVID, like actually right when COVID started. So March, Mm -hmm. 2020, Emma and I started talking about it. I had always wanted to start a podcast. I love coming on podcasts and I feel like I could talk for hours. So it's something that I've definitely always wanted to do, but I just feel like so much has came up between then and now that it just hasn't happened. But yeah, definitely in the future, something I'm going to start. It's something I'm definitely going to start. I don't know if it's going to be with Emma because she's moving to LA or maybe it'll be something that we do remote, but I'm definitely going to have a podcast. That's the cool thing, though, about, like, COVID is it gives you the ability to do things remotely. Like, there's so many people that do podcasting remotely these days that, like, she could be in California and you could be here and you guys could make it work. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. I feel like it's going to be fabulous. Um, okay. So who, what is, like, your biggest fashion inspo? Like, what inspires you for your outfits? I feel like we got that question a ton. For me, it's just being comfortable. Okay. I, like, have to be comfortable no matter what. And... Recently, I have started to work with my friend Emily. She lives in LA. She, her and I became friends because she watched my videos. Mm-hmm. She messaged me like a year ago, year and a half ago, and we just became friends from that. But she's a stylist in LA, and her and I have very similar style. And she was like, I, what if I started to style you? Because I want to make my portfolio and kind of like create more for my brand and I was like yeah I definitely would want to work with you so her and I like we had kind of have the same style inspiration like we like the Hailey Bieber Kendall Jenner stuff right. like that but I feel like it's nice because Emily has such a different style than that also just finding her own brands on the side and then me being here on the east coast it's a lot different than style on the west coast so I feel like her vibe and my vibe really mesh well together and I feel like before I was always looking for other people like looking to other people for inspiration but now that Emily and I have been like creating outfits and looks together I haven't been doing that as much so honestly I just feel like I want to be comfy I also like being a little bit more like tomboy I like obviously right now I'm wearing like cargo pants and a blazer but I feel like that's like my vibe right now how does that work like having Emily across the country like do you guys like FaceTime and you'll show her your closet like how does that we FaceTime literally every day, like whether it's about an outfit that I want to wear or just catching up about life. But we FaceTime and if I'm like, hey, I'm going to like the Red Sox game tonight, 
I don't know to wear. I want to wear these jeans and I know I want to wear a baseball hat and like be casual, maybe wear a pair of sneakers. What jacket should I wear? What shirt should I wear? She'll be like, oh, show cute. me your closet. I'll just be like, this is what I have. And she'll be like, put, try this on, try this on. Like we'll go through different pieces and try them on. And then she'll be like, show me your bags and be like, try this one. And we'll see like what looks cute. And then we'll just do like a virtual styling That's session. That's kind of amazing. And she is a stylist like as a job. Yeah. That's she was worked for, she was the assistant for Kylie Jenner stylist. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's worked for like a lot of like well-known people in that's Los amazing. Angeles. I feel like that's so helpful too because like you said, oftentimes, um, I know I feel this way, I don't know if you do, but like I'll have a whole closet full of clothes, but I'm like, I have nothing to, nothing wear. to wear. I hate right. everything. And like someone will come into my closet and like, They'll be like, hey, that like this is a walk-in closet. Like you have clothes. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. They all suck. Like, you just I don't know them. how to. I, I was in that position because I didn't yes. know how to style a lot of it before. Yes, it's all about styling the pieces that you have. And what I've learned now, now that Emily and I have been working together, because that's what she does for a living. I've learned so much more about like the pieces I'm buying. I think a lot about how I can wear them. If I can wear them more right. than. Once. Once. Yeah. And I feel like I think about like different ways that I could piece them together with different outfits. So it's not just like a one and done type thing. Do you ever like message her with like a link and be like, should I buy this? Like, did she ever tell you what to buy or like what she thinks that you would look good in? Or like, do you ever like run thing like purchases by her? Oh yeah. yeah. Her and I text all the time about it. Like she'll make me Google docs and she'll put together like seven outfits and be like, these are really cute. And I'll just like buy everything that she says That's but amazing. also if I'm like hey love this like if I like anything I just buy it but I know that like she'll find a way that we can incorporate, incorporate it into an outfit mm -hmm. so that's what I like doing also because I know that like I like it and it's still my style but she right. can help me piece it together with other pieces that I have okay amazing yeah um okay how tall are you I'm five six that's five, a perfect six. type that's really nice, yeah. yes you don't think so? I don't, I just don't know, like, I don't know. So, how tall are you, Abby? I'm like 5'4". Five 5'4". Four. Five four. Okay, yeah. I feel like you have a good height, too. I feel like the, I've always I feel like 5'5", five five, like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, 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 is like the perfect height. Because like, you're a midget. You're okay. Like <laughs> okay. Um, so, I'm I'm 5'2", and I mean, I'm fine with it, but I, like, I'm upset. I wear heels. I wore heels in high school because I was so self-conscious about how short I was. But then there's some girls that are like... No, it's like, it's fine. That, like you're short, like whatever. But I always wished I was like two to three inches taller because I was like, that's the perfect height because you can like wear sneakers and like not look weirdly short, but you can also like, like wear heels and you don't look too tall. Like, I think it's cute. All right. So how did you transform your like clean, healthy lifestyle? Like, especially I think when it comes to eating too, because I feel like like, your relationship with food, like talking about in general, like with anyone, it's such a, a slippery slope and like eating clean can like go wrong so quickly. So how mm -hmm. do you maintain like eating clean? Like when did you enjoy like grocery shopping? Cause you do a lot of, I, I watched them like grocery hauls and like, I, I love that. Like I love watching, seeing what you get. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I had the energy to cook like all the healthy meals that you cook. I love that <laughs> again. Like I can't even take credit for it. It's, all my mom like I grew up like that my mom always would kind of put emphasis on 
just like what we were eating. And anytime we would go to the grocery store, like we went with her every single time. It wasn't like my mom went off and did it by herself and me and my siblings would stay home. It was my brother, my sister and I at the grocery store with her picking out what we were eating. And my mom made homemade meals every single night, no matter what time she got home from work, she could get home at seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. She would still have a homemade meal on the table wow. for all of us. And her biggest thing was just making everything from scratch. So if we wanted cookies and we were at the grocery store and I was like, mom, I want Chips Ahoy. She's like, we'll buy all the ingredients. You can make them. So my sister's a phenomenal baker. She makes like the best banana bread, the best cookies, everything. Just because we've had so much practice with my mom, we were always in the kitchen with her. And when she was making dinner at night, we weren't off doing our own. Well, if we were at sports, that's one thing, but like we were always in the kitchen watching her. So I learned how to cook from just being in the kitchen growing up watching my mom. And I really feel like I understand the importance of like cooking and making the meal and like how much goes into it and just like how it makes you feel because of the way that I was brought up, which I'm super grateful for. Cause it taught you like a healthy relationship where it's like, yeah, you're doing things in a healthy way, but you're doing it because that's kind of like how you brought up, you were brought up versus like, Hey, like this is like what I feel like would make me like thin or this is what I feel like will make me lose weight or whatever. Yeah. My mom never talked negatively about her body ever. That's ever. Amazing. And she That's was always, important. she was around people who did. And as I got older, she would tell me like, I've been around people who would say, that's not my friend. You can't have that. We can't have this, whatever. And my mom, she just never said anything like that. She never talked to herself like that or lived her life like that. And I feel like that really showed to my sister and I and helped us because I feel like I luckily never really dealt with that until I got to college. And then I dealt with it a little bit more just because obviously like you're in like your dorms with like a bunch of different girls and right. you can deal with stuff like, like you just come into situations where food gets brought up a lot. And once you get to be that age, I feel like it gets to be hard because people are comparing themselves and you want to look a certain way and just all of that type of stuff. But, um, I just feel very lucky that my mom had always like had at least in our house it had just been like very healthy our relationship with food and stuff like that the way she would talk about it and speak about it and so important yeah um okay so you said when you get to college just like an aside but there was like the like unhealthy like aspect that did trickle in a little bit what did you do to kind of like I guess realign yourself because I feel like that's like a huge struggle for a lot of girls is like okay maybe things have gotten a little unhealthy with like my eating or my relationship with food like how did you realign yourself to now be like have a really healthy relationship with food when I was in college I definitely dealt with it a lot like my freshman year I remember like not getting made fun of but people would make comments about me because I would buy like a bunch of groceries and make my mom bring me to Trader Joe's on the weekend and I would buy all the stuff that I wanted to keep in my dorm like my yogurts my snacks I would bring like kale chips and all this stuff that I would buy and people would make comments to me about it and how I was like always had to eat healthy and stuff. But I was just buying food so I could eat it throughout the day because I was just like constantly eating. And then I remember once I started living on my own, then I got exposed more to girls who would like skip meals. And it would be like, oh, well, I haven't eaten. I didn't eat. And I just felt bad because I was like, well, I felt so hungry. I was like, I want to eat. And I definitely did develop like a bad relationship with food. Come my junior year of college, I feel like I didn't really feel that comfortable eating around people who weren't eating. 
I was like, oh, well, if I'm like so hungry and I want to eat all this food, like I don't know if all these other girls aren't eating. I just, it was just not a good balance. So I feel like then for me, when I finally felt like I was alone and I could eat, I would eat too much. I ended up overeating, which I feel like was just not good for me at all. But then I just feel like I took some time for me to come back to like alignment to realize what was going on in the situation, like kind of take control back and realize like I need to fuel my body. I need to eat. I need to do what makes me feel good and not just do it because that's like what everyone else is doing. Amazing. No, that's, that's like actually so true. Like the fueling aspect, because I actually do think, and it's proven that if you are someone that like, if you're like not, if you're skipping meals to be like, okay, I'm going to like not eat. I'm not going to eat. And then you end up eating like in private more. Like I think you end up like gaining more weight. right? Oh, for sure. And I, ever since I stopped playing hockey in high school, like I was always like super self-conscious about my legs and my butt because it was like the biggest like the part of my body that was like the biggest I could not wear little like dresses cute little dresses because I had like thicker thighs and I had a butt and so throughout college like until my junior year I was super self-conscious and I would go to the gym and like go on the treadmill for hours to try to like make my legs smaller and I was just like trying to change myself to be somebody that I wasn't and then I just realized over time like I am built the way that I'm built. Like I'm athletic, I'm strong. I need to embrace that. And once I started to really embrace how I was and like what my body naturally wanted, everything started to flow. It was like so effortless, like things just clicked together and I never had any issues ever again. It's just like when you stop playing that mind game with yourself, things just start to work out because you're not trying to complicate it. So true. Wow. Well, to go along with the healthy lifestyle, I know you mentioned earlier that you meditate and you journal. And I I know some people asked about that, but, and I'm not sure if scripting is a part of that, but someone asked about scripting, but I know that your friend Arlen kind of does the same thing. So I was, people were also wondering, but I'm also wondering, like, how did you get into that? Were you influenced by your friends? Like, how did you, because I feel like meditation is like so hard to adapt, like adapt that into your lifestyle. So I guess what, how did you start doing that? Why did you, and would you have any tips for anyone that wants to start? I started in May of 2020, right after COVID started. I found that I was staying up on my phone on TikTok till like 3 a.m. And I was sleeping till like 11 o'clock the next day. And it was so unhealthy. And I was like super anxious. And I was just dealing with a lot. And I was like, I need to do something to change this. And so I was listening to my favorite podcaster, Ed Milet. And he was like talking about meditation. Also, Lauren Bostick talks about it a lot. And I was like, you know what? I need to just try it. It's something I wrote down on my 2020 like New Year's resolution list. I want to start meditating more. I want to start journaling, reading, everything. And I feel like it just came into my life at the right time. I just felt so lost that I would get up in the morning. Instead of going on my phone right away, I would take an hour to meditate, journal, I would just write about like my day. I write about a lot about how, who I want to show up as, like the person I want to show up as every day and just like living in alignment with myself. And once I started, I feel like it just was so addicting. Like I just felt so much better that to this day, even if I skip a day, like I feel it. And it was all just because I wanted to change the way that I was feeling. 
and anybody could tell you what to do, but like no one can force you to do it. You have to do it because you want to do it. And I was never the type of person to pick up a book. Like I was accomplished in 2019 because I read one book and in 2020 I started reading more. And like this year I started off the year reading a book a week. Like I've just, I'm just so into it and it just feels so good that I just was doing it for myself. But yeah, it's changed my life. Like in a good way, not in like a woo woo way, but it's just like, (laughs) I feel so much more grounded and present because of it. Right. Present. I feel like is so important. There are some days, like, especially with COVID where I feel like you just kind of like, like zombie through life and it's good to like be present and be like where am I in this moment like what's going through my head I always envy you guys I see your videos about meditating and I'm like I wish I even knew where to begin you honestly I just do it on YouTube and I just I I still just type in in my search I have a saved folder on my on my YouTube account and it's like my meditation folder and I'll just type in the search 10 minute meditation for whatever I want to do that day like mindfulness or like calming yourself, presence, um, visualization. You can like visualize what you want with your life. There's so much on YouTube. Yeah. Just search it. It doesn't have to be 10 minutes. It can be five. five. You can do it for five minutes a day and then work your way up. Like I do 10 minutes. Sometimes if I'm really feeling it, I'll do 20. But it's like 10 minutes. is like my max every day. Start slow. Yeah. Start with the five. All right. Right. Because well, I feel like going go. in for like an hour would be a time. Oh my God. I would never do, do an do hour. That? Is that normal? They like prob- an hour? Oh, they probably do. But like, I literally don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, are you buying a house already? I saw a post that you're subleasing your apartment. I'm not buying a house. I thought about it for a while. Like it had been a thought in my mind for over, like well over a year. But I'm not just because I have realized that I need to slow down. Mm-hmm. I'm 24. Like I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't need a house. Why do I need a house it's for me too and much who? Responsibility. Like I have me and my dog. We're fine. I want to be in Boston. My siblings live here, and all my friends are here. There's so much to do, and I'm so young that I just feel like why rush it? Okay. So I'm gonna be staying in Boston. Oh yay! Okay, so you're staying in Boston. You're not <laughs> yes. moving away from us. No. Perfect. Perfect. Good. Okay. Someone asked, what's it like being compared to Emma? I know you're proud of her, but does it affect you? No, it doesn't affect me at all. I, Her and I are so different. And I know it may not be that easy to see if like you're someone from the outside looking in, but we have so many differences. Like I love her and I love her as a person. I know that she has different goals in life than I do and I support her. And I just want her to do like what's best for her always. But also I recognize that like I'm so different. I don't have the same wants as she does. And I'm on a completely different path than she is. So I feel like I'm like I never compare. We never compare each Mm -hmm. other to each other, which a lot of people think that we do just because we do the same thing and stuff like that. But I'm five years older than her. And like I feel like I've gone through so much more than she has that I just know, I look at her and I'm like, she has so much to learn and she has so much to go through and she wants to be a model and she wants to do all these other things that like, I am not interested in, but I just like support her through anything that she wants to do. So that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like people have like a weird thing with sisters sometimes where they're Mm -hmm. like, it's like natural to compare sisters to each other, but typically the sisters themselves aren't doing that. Like, I feel mm-hmm. the same way with my sister. Like, there's so many things that she's so amazing at that 
I suck at and then like vice versa there's things like I feel like I have strengths that like maybe like are her weaknesses but it's not like I'm jealous of those things for her it's like I'm like I want like I want her to be better than me you know what I mean like yeah, I'm like I'm proud I, of her you're so proud of that person that it's like I always compare it to like the closest thing I can imagine like having a child having a little sister <laughs> I'm like I just like want her to be like the best at everything mm-hmm. um but I feel like from the outside looking in, like you said, I feel like it's normal to think like, oh, are they comparing themselves? But it's like, no, they're not. They're just like, they have their own vibe and like their own paths. And just because they're doing something similar doesn't mean that like they're sitting there like comparing themselves. Yeah. Because I think that would be unhealthy too. Oh, completely. Especially because we're at two different points in our lives. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite bad bitch energy song? Mm. <laughs> oh my God. I was going to think about this before <laughs> my favorite bad bitch energy song would probably have to be i just love like anything drake anything drake i love drake and anytime like drake comes on him yeah like that's like when you're going out you're gonna put drake on again yeah i just like love drake i just feel like his music is so vibey and i always just feel old school drake or like current Drake. no like current I loved Pop Star last summer when it came out. <laughs> like that song got me so hyped up. And I was like, still to this day, I'm like, I can't believe if I haven't been out and like heard that song out yet. Like the world was closed last summer when it came out. So it's like. What a damn shame. I know. I love that damn song. Shame. So yeah, shame. I just like Drake. I mean, I really listen to anything. Graydon loves, like my best friend Graydon puts on the craziest playlist like when we're going out and when we're like getting ready he likes Kim Petras I love that (laughs) so funny but speaking of going out I guess where is like your favorite drinks after work spot in the Boston area Ooh, I love I like Lolita Mm-hmm. Lolita is so good for like the spicy cucumber margarita. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Also, I really like, I love Lolo 42. Yes. Yeah, you mm-hmm. love that place. That. That's my honestly love. date night spot. The vibes there are immaculate. It's like amazing. Dark mm-hmm. and like warm and just like the food's so good. It's so good there. Like it is. people. Not a lot of people know about it, and people sleep on it. It's like you got to go to Lola Forty Two. Underrated, I agree. 100%. When the when the sun's down, it's like very dim in there. Oh, it's so the nice. The playlist there is also fire. Yeah, the music's really good. Yeah. So I love it there too. What else do I like? Or I'll literally just be at my house and I'll drink Santa Margarita with my friends. I love that. I love that too. It's true. Like sometimes, like the best place is just like your home. Yeah, just like at home chilling. Like making a spicy marg or like drinking wine. So are you a tequila over vodka girl? Yeah. Vodka, like I could not drink Tito's. It makes me so sick. Like a mixy you couldn't? No, it like nothing. nothing. Oh, I just wow. don't like tequila. vodka. Okay. I mean, I'll drink a high noon, but like there's just something about vodka. I think it's just because I drink Tito's in college. Yeah. That I just Bad. can't drink it now. It like makes me lose my voice. I think I'm allergic to it. Maybe. But I I mean, I'll drink anything though, realistically. I love Deep Eddies like during the summer. Deep Eddies is so good. I love that. <laughs> or like tequila. What's your favorite wine. tequila brand? Um, I like Casamigos. Mm, Me too. My favorite. Go yeah. yeah. I feel like I everyone loves Casamigos. Yeah. It's so I will good. only take shots of tequila. I can't sip on Yeah, tequila. like a chilled shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta go out and a, ask for a chilled shot. A chilled shot of Casamigos yes. is mm-hmm. 
vibes. So and good. you like don't feel super sick the next day. No. We should have done that at Empire. We should take oh, I know. Next time. Damn it. <laughs> Chilled Gossamigos. <laughs> okay, how do you I mean, I know you just said like your group of friends is like your same friends from high school, but like how do you go about meeting new people and like what advice would you have for someone who like wants to get out there, meet new girlfriends in the city? I'm super open. Like I I don't know if this is a bad quality to have, but I am like vulnerable when I meet people and I feel like I trust people right away. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I pick up on energies a lot. So it's like if I get a bad vibe from somebody, I'm not gonna like put my like time and effort into like having a big conversation with them about talking about life and getting to know them and this and that will be kind of like small talk. But I feel like trusting your intuition because your intuition is so strong and you really need to like listen to yourself. Not a lot of people do that. I feel like you listen to the voice in your head and you overcomplicate things and think too much about it. I really listen to like the way that I feel when I'm with people and I like read that vibe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just putting yourself out there because you really never know who you're going to run into and who you're going to meet. And if you're going to get along with them, like you have no idea. And it could be totally random, but that person could end up being like one of your best friends forever. You have to be very open. I'm taking notes because I'm like a closed (laughs) book. That's so true. You're not though. You say that, but you're not. You're a softy deep down. Not a warm up. (laughs) I feel like that's so true, though. I feel like a lot of people go off of relationships with vibes. They're like, oh, how do I feel when I'm with this person, with this guy? Like, does he make me feel like I have butterflies? And not that you're really going to get butterflies with, which is like a friend. But like people, I feel like should do that more. Where it's like, like, hey, how do I feel? Click with someone. Yeah. Like, how do I feel when I'm with this person? uh, Yeah. I think, I think it's so weird to think, but like, I think wavelengths are like a legit thing. Like you could be on a complete different wavelength than someone and that's totally fine. It's nothing personal, but it's just like. It's just not my person. We don't vibe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else that people wanted to know? I think that was basically it because a lot of them were like similar about like the healthy lifestyle, which we yeah. already talked about. So that was it. Well, Maggie, thank you so much thank for answering all the questions. That was amazing. It was so much fun. Thanks for having we'll me. Have to, we'll have to do a part two because there's just too many questions, not enough time. And Maggie is just, you know... <sighs> There's just so much good that we want to share with you guys, but check her out on um, her YouTube. Before we let you go, please plug yourself. Tell tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on YouTube, Maggie McDonald, M-A-C-D-O-N-I-L-D. Instagram is Maggie McDonald. TikTok, I'm new on TikTok, you guys. It's like this week, I don't know what's gotten into me. I was like so against TikTok Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Mm, I don't know, all these young kids. I thought it was a little bit negative for a while, but now I'm feeling it. So my TikTok is Maggie.McDonald. And yeah. (laughs) Wait, I completely agree with you because starting out, we would like do YouTube and we would do podcasting. And my sister was like, you guys have to do TikTok. You have to do TikTok. You have to do TikTok. And we were like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's, it's not good. It's for younger people. Like whatever. It's not our vibe. And she was like, no, I promise like TikTok can be whatever you want it to be. We're like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And then we started doing it and we were like, wait, and we met, we've met so many amazing girls. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you open yourself up to it, it's like, you never know what can come from it. The algorithm, it just random. Like your, your video could land. Yeah. Your van, your video could land in the inbox of someone like randomly, like in Texas who you never would have met. And they'll just find you and like we've made like good friends and like yeah. connected with people. She's literally talking about a specific follower from Texas. Oh yeah, yeah. true. You're and subconscious. You wouldn't even like you yeah. wouldn't even like have had the opportunity to meet that person like yeah. anywhere else. So I agree with you. 
but so we digress. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap for episode 25. Thank you again, Maggie, for coming on. Yeah. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed. I know we sure as hell did. Uh, follow us again give us a five-star rating and review on apple or you're getting blocked or you're getting blocked. <laughs> kidding like, i will find you and i will block you <laughs> yeah i uh, shannon watch out because i'm blocking left and right from I now know. on now i'm like i feel like you, i have too much power like i'm gonna be drunk off power like any anything i could that could be taken as like a hate comment i'm just gonna block them like mm-hmm. well maggie told me to so it must be accurate <laughs> she's doing pretty well <laughs> All right, guys, that's a wrap. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Yes, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you so much again, Maggie, for joining. It was honestly a blast hanging out with you. I feel like we were just like having girl time. And everyone else, we will see you next week. Thank you, guys. Cheers.